Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me once again is my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Heisenberg. There is a fucking party going on right now. He is Dr. Heisenberg. There is a fucking party going on right now. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's crazy. There's a bouncy castle. There's a whole bunch of people dancing like meatwad out there. There was a bouncy castle. It's not so much there anymore. I think they took it down. It might have gone away when the clown left. Yeah. Or the magician or whatever he was. Oh, well, we were looking for Uncle Magic. Didn't find him. Our favorite uncle was not there today. No. No? If you guys can hear the music in the background, you know. That's what's happening. Got some Tom Tom Club earlier. There was indeed a little bit of the Tom Tom Club. Yeah. Because that's all there ever was of the Tom Tom Club. We have only, we ever got a little bit of them. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. That's all we needed. (laughs) Yeah, it was enough. One little burp in the cosmos and... There you go. That's more than most people get. Yeah. Setting that aside... Let's do a show. Hey. <laughs> that works. Yeah. As you probably know by now, here at Breakfast with the Beak, we take topics suggested by you nice folks out there in podcast town, mm. in podcast country. We take your topics, which you submit to us. We pick one at random. We do a show about it. Sooner or later, we'll have done shows about everything, and then, thank God, we'll get to stop. So. Yeah. That doesn't, I mean, we got a big list of topics here. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be sending them in. You should be sending them in. All those people who have sent them in, they're getting glory, and you are at home getting not glory. Still lots of stuff we need to talk about. Yeah. 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 So, you know, all you people out there, people who haven't sent stuff in, Ronald, I'm looking at you. Hey, what's up, Debbie Joe? Yeah, Debbie Joe, what, come on, you know? So, yeah, guys, uh, send that stuff in. And in the meantime, let's roll today's topic. Yeah. Got a big old pile of dice. That's lovely. It's a ludicrous amount of dice. Let's add that up. <laughs> <laughs> add the 32. 32, all right. 32. What's, what's 32? 32 is the level of douchebaggery in today's society, oh. suggested by Steve in Brooklyn. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve in Brooklyn. First time topic suggester, Steve. Yeah, Steve's getting cool. some glory. Right on. Aren't you guys jealous? Don't you want to be Steve? You do. Steve's cool. You know Steve's cool because uh, he sent us a cool topic. Yeah, if he wasn't cool before... Come on, glory. Yeah, he's, he's even cooler now. Yeah. So, come on, guys. Get your glory. But in the meantime... The, the level, level of douchebaggery douche in today's society. In today's that society. That is a fertile topic. That there are is, so that, many fucking douchebags. That is a, a, a rich, stinking, fetid swamp of a topic right there. It <laughs> really is. Wow. I mean, that is just... Oh, that is a, a, a volcano of boiling shit of a topic. Just growing from spores. On the underside of Porto Jones. Yeah, I was going to say maybe on the underside of the, the, the Jersey Shore boardwalk, but... Uh, <laughs> that works. No shortage of ju- douchebags in Jersey. Indeed. I mean, that is the uh, the heart of douchebaggendom on Earth. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you can say... I, I almost feel like we need a definition. You can say so many people are douchebags. You can indeed. Right? Uh, I mean, I could just... Examples. I could just sit here. I could be like, you know, Deepak Chopra is a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Michelle Bachman is a douchebag. Yeah. You know, Rupert Murdoch is a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, John Boehner is a douchebag. Well, John Boehner does have a spray tan. I think I don't know if that's a spray tan. I think he might just eat too many carrots. Well, the point <laughs> is that John Boehner is some kind of grotesque carrot monster, <laughs> and however he is achieving it, he at least he looks like a douchebag. Yeah, he does look like a douchebag. He also is so. Got that big stupid fucking smile, like ahoy! You know, I'd be like, "That's the only sound for it, ahoy!" He's know? got one of those uncomfortably big faces. He, he does. Yeah. There's too much face going on there. Like Newt Gingrich, who is also a douchebag. 
Newt Gingrich doesn't have enough face for that head. Well, he's got this whole sort of like no man's land of empty head around his face. That's <laughs> true. It's a head overall. He keeps swelling up, and is like you know sometimes when people get bigger, their their facial features spread out. His kind of stayed in the middle. Yeah, like a blob absorbing a baby. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he might be the. He looks like the twin that didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Newt Gingrich. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. He does. He does. <laughs> he looks like the one they hacked off to save the good twin. Yeah, <laughs> leave him in a pile of medical waste. He he looks like yeah. That face looks like the part that should have come off and gone in the roadkill furnace. <laughs> it's not about Newt's weird little baby face, though. No. It's a little bit about that, but it's not well, about that. Well, it's it's about that a little. It's not about who he is on the outside. It's about the douchebag he is on the inside. Right, right. The douchebag that so many people are on the inside these days. Yeah. Really, you know, I made my little joke about the Jersey Shore there. Yeah. But is the Jersey Shore the cause or merely a symptom? It's an interesting question. It's, it's a chicken egg kind of thing. Well, even if we can't determine a cause or effect, perhaps we can determine a, a sort of a pinnacle, uh, you know, an archetype of, okay. what is the, you know, the platonic, I you know, douchebag. the douchebag? Well, that's interesting, because, as you said, you know, there are a lot of people you can call douchebags. Sure. But, by and large, the term has become much more refined in recent years. Okay. Once upon a time in the past, you know, anyone could just unload the word douchebag on someone else as a general free-form insult, the way one would use, perhaps, asshole. Okay. Pretty much you can call anyone an asshole if they've done something that upsets you or if you're just bored. There's your SAT question right there, right? Yeah. All douchebags are assholes, but not all assholes are douchebags. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, but asshole is sort of a, a general thing to call people. Yeah. Hey, asshole. That could be anything. Yeah, it could be friendly, even. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I've, you know. I've done it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, on the other hand, douchebag generally means something very specific. I mean, once upon a time in the past, right. perhaps in an archetype, uh, like a high school scenario, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a Saved by the Bell or 90210 scenario, except that they're allowed to say douchebag on TV, which in the 90s was not happening so much. True. Uh, in, in a sort of stereotypical high school scenario, the jock could perhaps call the nerd a douchebag just to sort of, you know, just to break him down a little, just to call him a name. Just, yeah, just... As an insult. That would not happen today. No. Douchebag has become the term the nerds use to describe the jocks. It's been not, refined much like yeah. the term nerd itself. Yes, I mean, not that the nerds have gained any sort of upper hand socially, at least not until they turn about 25, but rather that, you know, the douchebag is now a term used to describe the, the people who are entitled and aggressive without having d- done anything to earn that entitlement and aggression. Okay, that works. All right. I can, yeah, I can see that, and it's I mean, it's not just your Jersey Shore types. I mean, yeah. you get that same kind of that kind of mental situation in, say, like rich people who live on Park Avenue. Rich people on Park Avenue. You know, like the uh, the the fucking you know uptight spinster yeah. who has five five times as many bathrooms as people who actually live there use them, who's constantly insulting the maid. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Fucking douchebag. Fucking douche, I don't yeah. care how much money you have. Yeah. Clearly not earn the right, in most cases, 
to be such a douchebag. And likewise, when you get away from Jersey, you get into university towns and so forth. You've got your frat boys. Sure. You get into the Midwest. You got your suburban gangsters. Yeah. You know, you've got it, and so on and so forth. Okay. You know, you get to the West Coast. You got your surfer bras. You know, like your Matthew McConaughey types. Yeah, I don't even know enough about those guys. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's the other side of the country, you know? Yeah. Just, in the end, they are all types of douchebag. It's harder to identify a douchebag in, in California because there are so many more people with fake tans yeah, it's and true. implants and stuff that fit into all sorts of categories. A lot of them are douchebags, though. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure a reasonable percentage of them are douchebags Almost in certainly. L.A. <laughs> but yeah, that, that notwithstanding... But that ultimately is how we use the term now, to describe people who strut around acting like the great winners of history without necessarily having won anything. Sort of feeling like they've achieved perfection without having achieved anything. Achieved perfection without having achieved anything. Achieved timelessness while being utterly unaware of just how fleeting their their various the various trends they're following might be. <laughs> Which does remind you a lot of, say, like a high school football star. Absolutely. It's like, you know, I'm the big man, I'm the winner. You realize, you know, after graduation this is all meaningless and you know, yeah. yeah, it's it's that same kind of mentality. I mean and it's not it's it's not the stereotype where he becomes the janitor and the nerd becomes famous. It doesn't work that way. No, because then he at least gets knocked down. Yeah. Well he does still get knocked down. He still has you know, he'll, he will perhaps be successful, but not at anything you, you care about. Right. He'll be successful at something boring. He'll have a hot but boring wife and spoiled but ultimately boring children mm. and a big but not exciting house. Right. And then throw all that away for a hot but boring secretary. Right, right, yeah. And live in his hot but boring hotel or whatever. Yeah, his yeah. Uh, hot but boring lonely bachelor apartment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. That is sort of one of the one of the possible results of, you know, living in the douchebag mentality for too long. <laughs> is that you sort of uh, you sort of fail to see how sad you've gotten. Being a douchebag, it kind of feels like um, not speaking as a douchebag. It seems like being a douchebag would be like uh, there's no room for growth. Like, once you get there, you're stuck there. Very much so. You either you either have to realize, oh, shit, I've been being a giant douche for however many years. I must stop this. Right. I will change aspects yeah. of my personality. You're not going to change organically. It's mm. not just going to come on its own without you stepping up and saying, oh, shit, what have I been doing? That, that moment of clarity. Yeah. You know, after the 900th yeah. filthy hookup. You know, exactly in the, in the communal fuck bed, in the hot tub. Right, right. Oh God, that that the the, the just, things just that the, must grow in that hot tub. The, there the, is no the, amount of chlorine. The big hot bowl of disease stew. It's. Uh, I I wonder how how often the producers have to just clear like pube and mucus off of those filters. Oh well, there's no pubes in that hot tub because everyone who gets in it is fully shaven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Douchebags shave their balls. Yeah, Douchebags shave everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things I notice on Jersey Shore. A lot of men with shaved pits. I mean, we don't see their balls, of course, because <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it, it's basic cable. And also, even if it's not, I would just hope they would blur that for the sake of just... Please don't. Yeah, just yeah. Don't, I don't want to see their balls. Right. I don't want to see their weird little shriveled up steroid penises. Yeah. 
But for the sort of veterinarian shortcut, yeah. you know, much like lifting up the tail to check the sacks, yeah. you know, if you want to identify a douchebag, see if his balls are shaved. You know, make sure he's not a chemo patient or something. Yeah. But in general, yeah. Oh, no, he'll still have hair on his head. Yeah. And it'll be... Full of product. Spiked as tall as fuck. Just, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's no... How flammable is your hair right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good sign of, of, of baggery. Because uh, as any cigarette smoker who's lived in a, a, a windy town knows, yeah. hair doesn't just burn very well on its own. It smolders a bit and goes out. Unless you fill it full of, you know... Yeah. Something flammable. Yeah. At which point... <laughs> Whoosh! Yes, that's how... That's why they don't smoke on the Jersey Shore. Well, they do, Do but they? I don't know. They I don't, do, actually. Seem like, yeah, not much. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that it's... Uh, I can't imagine that's the safest thing for them to be doing. <laughs> I don't think Polly D smokes. He's the one who wears the most product. That's probably the smartest move he's ever made. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember if he smokes. He shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he really shouldn't, because between the chemicals on his face and the chemicals in his hair and the chemicals in his blood... Right. You know, it's just... He, he's just a roiling cauldron of things that can go wrong. Yeah. You, you, As are they all. <laughs> you're just some melted jewelry away from being Viserys Targaryen. Oh, my goodness. That would be oh, hilarious. Yeah. But, <laughs> see, now, I wouldn't call him a douchebag. He's more of a little ass-faced weasel. Or a weasel-faced ass. Yeah, no, no. Viserys is, goes beyond douchebag. He's... Because he's, you know... He's conniving and manipulative. He's a he's a villain. He's no. Uh, he, he thinks he's conniving and manipulative. He thinks he's the chess master, but he's ultimately just sad. He's actually a big chump. In that way, he's you know. uh, he's like Sarah Palin. Interesting comparison. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Palin fancies herself a chess master. Right, right. And ultimately, <laughs> and they both pour their families out in different ways. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if Sarah Palin could indeed sell one of her daughters to some kind of barbarian lord in exchange for the White House, <laughs> she she gets the uh, she gets the Wyoming vote by uh, yeah. Selling her daughter to a militia. To the horse lords. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Wyoming horse lords. See, that would make Wyoming interesting. It would be really, if there were Dothraki in uh, Wyoming, yeah. Or just any sort of barbarian horde. Just That would be really, well, barbarian hordes always spice up a country. You they know. really do. You know. They really do. That could be how Jersey brings in the tourism dollars. Go for the anthropology angle. Hordes in general. This is why I miss the, the, the giant um, herds of buffalo. That used to roam the American West. You know, they don't do that anymore. They were shot down to make room for the railroads. But yeah. I bet they made life a lot more interesting. Oh, yeah. That's like uh, it's something I was telling you earlier about how they tried to introduce uh, camels into the American desert. <laughs> and they started causing some problems right away. And so now there's a law in the books in Nevada that says you can't bring a camel on the highway. Oh, it's a shame. I mean, and it, like, I, it never got to the point where there were just herds of wild camels terrorizing Las Vegas. <laughs> but how be. awesome would that be? There should be, though. That would be amazing. <laughs> Wolf Butcher comes on CNN. Tonight, Las Vegas was terrorized by a herd of wild camels. Cut to footage of just a herd of camels <laughs> storming through Las Vegas. <laughs> I think that's the sound a camel makes. That would be sad, but I would laugh my ass yeah, off. Yeah, just know. tourists running from the camels because they bite and they spit and they're mean. Yeah, some enterprising showgirls are, are riding the camels around, like, yeah, in, in full costume, just... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, camel just gumming, like, giant plates of hors d'oeuvres and, like, yeah, shrimp yeah. cocktail, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh. Somebody, if anybody has like some kind of secret evil underground compound that they don't know what to do with, maybe breed some camels. Yeah, you're probably already in the desert. That's where they build these things. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, maybe camel breeding program and just set them loose, you know? <laughs> just to see what happens. Yeah, you just find out. You know? <laughs> I mean, one camel, ten camels, they'll be able to catch it, won't be a big deal. But like a thousand camels? That. Pandemonium! Hell yes! <laughs> Funny pandemonium. Yeah. I don't think anyone would die. They'd break shit. Yeah. Which would be funny. I mean, no doubt they would descend first on Reno and then move up to Vegas. Yes. You know, go for the easy pickings first. And and if, if one were to do that sort of thing, you wouldn't be a douchebag. No. You'd be a cartoon villain. You would. That would yeah. not be a douchebag move. No, that's... That would be, be almost admirable. A whole different kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The douchebags of the world would disapprove of that. They, well, they dis- they disapprove of it in a really stupid way, though. Yeah. They, they they find a way to make it racist. That, exactly. That's yeah. something I've noticed. Douchebags are actually very easy to frighten. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we are li- we live in New York. Yeah. We actually live in Brooklyn, and perhaps a part of Brooklyn that could be characterized as the hood. Sure. Not not as hood as some places, but more hood than many. We don't have that many shootings, but every once in a while we get to play, you know, was that a bullet? Indeed we do. Yeah. But I'm just saying, even in the parts of Brooklyn that aren't terribly dangerous or frightening... Yeah. Your standard douchebag is still going to be scared to go there because of some shit that might have happened there in the 70s. That's true, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's like, you are the lifelong New Yorker who makes fun of me... For standing on the wrong part of the subway platform <laughs> and not knowing where the best deli is. Right. But you're afraid to go to Brooklyn. <laughs> so, you know, who wins? That's a good point. Who's yeah. more jaded now? <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, perfect example from the Jersey Shore. Mm. Paulie D, the guy with all the gel in his hair. Uh-huh. The very Catholic guy with the big old cross on his arm, which he mostly got because he wanted a cool cross on his arm, not because he's super Catholic, but he is Catholic. Right. Is, is, is that the one that uh, won't date anybody who likes Cool Whip? Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll get to that in a moment. Oh, dear. Okay. But uh, on the show, he meets an Israeli girl. Uh-huh. She's kind of flirting with him, says, oh, my God, you would love Israel. It's so pretty. He is utterly convinced that if he goes there, he will be murdered for being a Christian. <laughs> he thinks that's what happens in Israel. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No. It's not. That's like that's like like fifth priority for any of the conflicts there. <laughs> you might get charged a little extra for a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. With you yeah. guys show up with your big fucking tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. They might charge you more for being a douche. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what he thinks happens there. That's just the douche tax. And like he never explains it. He just thinks it's self evident. Right. Right. No. He thinks. You're crazy if you don't think that. He, and it's not even like I'm not even sure there's other douchebags who believe him. I think he's just got something really wrong that he doesn't fully understand. He's just got but some that he thinks he does. He is just convinced of some incorrect data that lives within his head. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty Christ. much. But actually, that's something I wanted to get to. There is, I mean, because the douchebag culture and the Jersey Shore culture are. So prominent in the media right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not just on MTV, although MTV is very much a culprit in this thing, in this in this uh, scenario. Yeah, I uh, would almost blame it on Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, but except he doesn't, he doesn't own, own MTV. Yeah. But 
he is a douche. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did that Bones episode. I'm sure other shows have done their standard Jersey Shore episodes. South Park did one. Yeah, I'm certain they have, yeah. Yeah. But that has resulted in a very well-earned backlash. Sure. To cite the Miracle Whip commercial you mentioned earlier. Right. Pauly D of the Jersey Shore is in Miracle Whip commercials to unendorse the product. Yes. They, they bring on Pauly D to say, I hate this product. And then the basic theme of the commercial is, this guy is a douchebag. Yeah. If he hates it, you should like it in order to be a good person. Right, exactly. It's, <laughs> it, it's like if you were making a Pepsi commercial and you yeah. came out and said, Hitler drinks Coke. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know who hates Pepsi? Communists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Buy Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. Osama Bin Laden hates Firestone tires. You should buy some. They're awesome. Pepsi. The Ku Klux Klan refuses to drink it. <laughs> Do the right thing and drink Pepsi. <laughs> it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. I mean, but that's what they're doing with the Jersey Shore. We've just been making comparisons to Hitler and Osama bin Laden and the Klan. Right. And the Jersey Shore and the cast of the Jersey Shore is on that level for people right now. And they're not literally that bad. They're not. They're ultimately harmless. They're not really interested in extermination of any races or cultures. They're just dicks. But they're equally loathed by society. Yes. Yes. Because ultimately, you know... What's the clan done lately? They go to their little circles and they jerk off and they cry. You know? Yeah, pretty much. About how, man, man, there's a black president, man, I'm so sad, man, whatever, fuck you. Yeah, pretty you much. Yeah. Whereas Polly D and the situation and Ronnie the fucking monster man <laughs> and the fourth guy and the four chicks. Yeah. Snooky and Snooky and, and... Jay Wow and Snooky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they you know oh. they're they're on TV every week. Whining dopey. I mean it's yeah exactly you know dopey and crabby and <laughs> lysy lysy and <laughs> and sifly. <laughs> yeah, they're on TV every week. It's Sunday morning. There's probably a Jersey Shore marathon right right now on your TV. You know what? Turn it off. Put on the Dirty Jobs marathon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mike Rowe is not a douchebag. Mike Rowe is cool. Mike Rowe gets it. You know, he gets down there and yeah. catches fish and swims in rivers of shit. And Mike Rowe has never met an unappealing thing he wasn't willing to try yeah. in front of a camera. Exactly. Jersey Shore, they're, they're scared of everything ultimately. You know, it's yeah. they, they basically act really tough and they're scared of everything except fighting strangers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they spend so much time talking about tanning and laundry. It's because yeah. there's a very short list of things they've decided are okay. Yeah. It's like, ultimately, what, what do they do? They almost get in a fight, and then they come home and talk about what they would have done. Well, yeah, I mean, which is, you know... And, and it's, it's the kind of douchebaggy thing, too, where, like, say you got, like, you know, 
either a douchebag that's a friend of a friend or like maybe a friend's boyfriend kind of thing. Oh Christ! You're it's, out yeah. drinking with your friends, just enjoying drinking. You know, maybe having a very calm, very chill. You know, it's a just, nice bar, nice chit chat. Maybe you're just people writhing and shit. Maybe you're singing. Maybe playing some pool yeah. or some like maybe the Galaga table is open. Hell yeah, the Fuck flat one that's like the Galaga on one side and the Miss Pac Man on the other. Yeah, that's great. Hell yeah, that's, that's always always fun to get that table. But then, like, this is the douchebag who he comes up to you and he just, apropos of nothing, punches you in the arm as hard as he possibly can. And then turns around and says, like, all right, bro, now hit me. It's like, no, that's not a way to make friends. No, no. no that's a, not cool ever. That's how Houdini died. And B, <laughs> like, don't, don't try to bond with me. Like, if we're going to bond, yeah. let's bond the old-fashioned way, which is... By not doing that, by having some kind of adventure together. Yeah, you, you know? just got four strikes trying that move, so yeah. you're in the doghouse with like everyone at the table who saw that. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a mixed metaphor. There's baseball, there's dogs, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know. Yes, I, but if like, we were having a nice drunken conversation exactly. at the bar, that's exactly the sort of metaphor I would mix. That's exactly how that's, you bond with someone. Yeah. You get drunk and you invent dog baseball together. Totally. Yeah. It'd be great. But you didn't want to do that. You just wanted to come up and punch someone unprovoked and then be like, okay, now you've got permission to punch me. You know what? I'm going to save that. I'm not going to punch you right away. I'm going to wait for later. I'm going to let you earn that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to very gradually try to convince my friend to stop dating you. That as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she deserves uh, better. Yeah. I'm not saying us. We're bad in our own way. But no, yeah. we're horrible. But they're yeah. a nice guy like Mike Rowe. He's cool. Yeah, date Mike Rowe. Yeah. I mean, you know, a little older, but he's got a, a beautiful singing voice. He actually does. Um, and yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we need we need a singer. No offense. But <laughs> <laughs> we take what we can get. Exactly. And if we could get that, we would take the crap out of it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we don't we don't need someone coming up and giving us a, a, a sock in the arm and being like, hey, buddy. <laughs> no, no. Fuck that guy. I mean, but ultimately, that guy is... But that, And that is what a douchebag is. Yeah, that is a douche. Ultimately. It is a guy who, who feels like, you know, hey, I, I am entitled to do this. I have walked in and I own this room based on absolutely nothing except I seriously believe that all the people in this room are jealous of me and my jeans with the flaming skulls on the ass. It, it seems like a kind of... Like, uh, you know, in terms of social skills. Yeah. In general... These are very poor social skills that were developed in a very narrow frame of reference. <laughs> yes. Like, this is how my uncle is, and the three other guys that lived on my street, and this is what I'm really taking as role models. And now I'm going to go out in the world and expect everyone else to think it's normal. Pretty much. Kind of thing, you know. Pretty much. And indeed, he, he will probably be able to find other people who think it's normal. Well, because there is a very high level of douchebaggery in today's society. Indeed, there is. Indeed, there is. <laughs> they are not alone. There are. <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. And, and really, the only the only sort of uh, the good news, the light at the end of this tunnel here, uh-huh. is that throughout uh, recent history, basically throughout post war, post World War Two history, okay, uh, the era of modern pop culture, the era of modern, you know, the era of rock and roll and beyond. Okay. Effectively. Cool. There have always been two kinds of cool. There has been the legitimate, innovative, do your own thing and don't give a fuck what anyone else says and make your own cool cool. Kind of James Dean. Yeah. Cool. And then there has been the, the, the counterweight to that, the just buy whatever you saw on TV cool. 
which is a counterpoint to James Dean, would be perhaps Pat Boone recording the whitest ever cover of Tutti Frutti. Which brings us back to spray tans. Yes. <laughs> or, for example... Actually, I think he actually just... That was tanning by tan. Yeah. yeah. To take it a decade further, we've got, you know, Beatles versus Monkeys. Right. Uh, Huey Lewis versus New Wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so forth. Uh, grunge versus post-grunge. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Or post-post-grunge. Post-post-grunge, yeah. Uh, post-post-grunge was, yeah. That was tragic, yeah. yeah. Post-grunge had some fun, you can almost call them pop songs. Yeah, but, but yeah, but ultimately it's Nirvana versus, let's say, Creed. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, even though that wasn't, they weren't really uh, contemporary. Yeah. Creed could not have existed without Nirvana, but boy, I wish they hadn't existed. Yeah. And so forth. Right. And ultimately, the douchebags that we're talking about are on the wrong side of that divide. Ultimately, when, when, when time has gone on, when time has marched on, and it's the future, and we're looking back at some of the genuinely cool and innovative things that happened in our era... They're going to be the punchline. They're going to be the punchline. Yeah. They're going to be the, uh, the, the, the present-day equivalent of leisure suits. Oh, yeah, okay. That's a good They're one. going to be the present-day equivalent of, you know, the, those really early TLC videos where they had the floppy hats. <laughs> That's a reference I wasn't expecting you to pull out of your ass. Well done. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of something from the 90s that we laugh at now. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be the equivalent of that. <laughs> People are going to look back on this era when they have the, uh, the, the aughts and the teens parties, like the way they're having 80s parties now. That's oh, what right. people are going to dress up as for Halloween in 20 years. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to have a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. If you go to like an '80s party, you know, you see somebody dressed up like, say, Parker Lewis, or something. exactly. Yeah, or the Fat Boys, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, that look didn't age well, and neither will this one. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. And so, in, in uh, the year 2025, there'll be yeah. a guy dressed up like Snooky, and yeah, that'll be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll I mean, be like really right, funny at a right party. Right now, a guy dressed up like Snooky, it's just like, ugh, overexposed, too many Snooky jokes. Yeah. Fifteen years. That's comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll cool. be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what we have to look forward to. The rest of the nation moving on and turning it into a punchline while Jersey itself locks itself in a little time bubble just like it did after Bon Jovi. Because after Bon Jovi happened, New Jersey locked itself in a little bubble for 20 years and did not budge until this new thing took hold. Welcome to your future. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like Jersey is going to do it again until something even worse comes along. But you know what? Oh, boy. We're not in Jersey. No. We're here in the entire rest of the world. Yes. Where that will be a punchline soon enough. Yeah. And that's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. So until next week. That's the level of douchebaggery in this today's society. Oh, hey, one thing we should mention before we sign off. Oh, yes. Um, for anybody who, uh, who enjoyed uh, we, the song we played at the end of last week's show, Tesla's Electric Ghost, um, we, got a, we got a link up on the, uh, the beak.org. You can go find it. Um, our whole demo album from 2008, the Giant Baby demo album. Yes, indeed. Is the, Giant now, Baby, the homemade demo, we called it. The homemade demo, 15 songs. Uh, you got a lot of Captain Fun, Charlie Slick, you got us, we got some guest stars. Free for download on Bandcamp. It's what, giantbaby.bandcamp.com? Indeed it is. Okay. 
And like you said, there is that link that people can go and look at. Yeah, we got a link mm-hmm. on the on the beak.org. Yep. And, and we prettied it up for you. Yeah. Made it, you know, made a little theme. You can even can. download a FLAC file of stuff we downloaded. We, yeah, we originally were, recorded in like 128 KPS. Yeah, we, KPS. We, yeah. we recorded that shit on, a, on an $11 headset mic from Radio Shack. <laughs> but by God, if you need it lossless, you'll get it lossless. It's sir. there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, go do that. And yeah. And until next week. <laughs> until next week. Don't try this at home. Don't try, try this, this at your home. baby mama's house. And seriously, get back to us about dog baseball. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your breakfast. Bye, everybody. Thank you.